Yes, yes, y'all. Man, another week. A lot of us are all worldwide trapped in the house. Coronavirus is serious. COVID-19. I mean, a lot of us don't even know what's going on, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest problems. I spoke about this last week of us not knowing like when this will really like go back to normal or even if there is such thing as a full normal again, you know, are people dapping each other up and hugging each other anymore. I don't know. You know, I, I honestly am confused about the whole situation. You, you know, think about how many lives it took and all the people in Italy and Spain and India and, and in the United States. I mean, me for one, you know, I'm thankful and blessed to, you know, have a home and have things and, you know, you take things for granted and you get a chance to see them now. But, you know, it's like I haven't seen my mother in two weeks, my father, you know, my, I haven't seen my daughter, you know, and and I miss them dearly. Getting together, eating and hanging out and, do, you know, anybody who messes with me knows, like, we get together, we throw feasts, we eat feasts uh, of food and, you know, I haven't seen them. So I look forward to seeing them again. I'm sure there's a lot of families that can relate and people that can relate. So, again, as I always want to say, I want I want people to keep their minds off and I hope the podcast, you know, keeps people to, minds off of what's going on. But I also want to send my prayers and my blessings to anybody who's been affected, a family member, you know, my deepest from from the bottom of my heart, you know, people who passed away, people are dying out here, man. It's it's that serious, you know. I really want to send my uh, blessings to you and your family, each and every one of you, everybody who listens from day one. You're a new listener. I just want to send my blessings to y'all. Thank y'all for listening to the Premium Pete but more importantly, try to stay sane. Try to take this time to to strategize and. And rebalance your life and, you know, jot jot what you wanted to do down and try to tackle it or try to get ready for it. Because somebody like me, I'll be honest with you, I'm on the road all the time. I travel, I work in a lot of different buckets, you know, um, and I'm always on the run. So something like now, it's like kind of like, go, like, go sit down. And even though, you know, you can have your conference calls and your meetings and, and you still get a chance and take a time, you know, like the other day I cleaned out my cabinets. I was cleaning the garage. Shit, that... I put off for so long, I'm able to do. So for that, I'm thankful as well. But listen, internet, let me tell you, you know, the the eating eating every day, man, I mean, yo, I got to go out and take a walk because I'm opening the refrigerator every five minutes and I'm drinking so much Malbec that I, figured, I think I got lipstick on my lips. But, uh, you know, shout out to all my wine drinkers, you know, starting early in the morning. It's a blessing, but more importantly, we know that with this pandemic, we want to send our prayers and blessings and make sure everybody stays safe. You know, y'all know what to do. Just stay safe. Now, this episode that uh, we're going to get to in a minute is a special one. But before we get to that, this is, I always say this and everybody does it. And I love y'all for it, but let's do it more. Open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app and check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know. Let me know. Okay. Let me know what you're listening to. Let me know what you're watching. A lot of people I put on my Instagram at premium Pete the other day. Uh, what you guys watching? Uh, Ozark, I heard a lot of people watching Top Boy. Uh, a couple other things that they, you know, I've seen. And I got to get to them. I've never seen Ozark. So I'm going to start this week. You know, what better time? And really check out what people are saying. Because a lot of people are talking this shit up. Like, oh, Ozark this, Ozark that. Okay, no problem. So I'm, I'm going to start it. But when I say to check in, make sure you check in worldwide. Internet's on the, on the check in worldwide, man. Even now. Uh, been having so many people check in from international, in the states, everywhere. 
So I really appreciate you. Remember, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're on I. Well, listen, we're on every streaming platform you could think of. And we got a bunch of videos and clips and behind the scenes and full videos on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. The Premium Pete on YouTube. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend, okay? And make sure you check the fuck out. Let me know where you're listening from. Detroit, I see you. I want to send my blessings. New Orleans, God bless you. Florida, Italy. Listen, Jakarta, Zimbabwe, uh, uh, Warsaw. You know, I've seen so many and had so many people hit me. So continue to check in the catalog, man. And there's a lot of great episodes in there. You, you know, dig back. You know, the other day I found the Memphis Bleak. I said, oh, shit, I forgot I sat with Memphis Bleak. So that was a real great episode. And I really, really appreciated his time that he sat down. So what I want you all to do is take this moment and tell a friend to tell a friend about the Premium Pete Show, okay? There's a certain episode that you think somebody could appreciate or listen to, then send it to them, okay? Now, let's get to this week's episode. And this week's episode, are you ready for Are you ready? Okay, I'm going to give it to you. It's with the one and only, the New York City radio legend, Lisa G. Now, people in New York City... <clears throat> Excuse me. People in New York City will definitely know who she is. She was, uh, you know, on the morning show with Ed, Lisa, and Dre, and more so, all my Howard Stern fans will definitely know who Lisa G is. Okay, she speaks about coming up in the radio game, life on Hot ninety seven morning show with Ed Lover and Dre, going from battling Howard Stern to working with him, fighting for equality in the male dominated music industry, yelling at Biggie for lighting a blunt in the studio, why things that were different at Power one hundred five in comparison to uh, Hot ninety seven. And the importance of diversifying your craft, plus so much more. <clears throat> Internet stamina. Hold on a second. Let me get this uh, mail back. Hold on. Nice sip it out, mail back. Salutes to you and yours. Internet. I don't even need to say anymore. Let's get to this week's episode with the radio legend, the New York City radio legend, Lisa G. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the Show was milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Internet, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down with a very special guest, okay? Uh, a, va- a radio veteran, okay? A good, a good, well, let me tell you something. Yes. Um, it took me a while to get this woman on the show, and I had to convince her that I had a good gift of gab. <laughs> The, yeah, it I mean, was hard. It was hard to schedule, but we finally made it. And so nice to meet you. So nice to meet and you. And you too. won me over, Premium Pete, with your interview with Ed Lover. Listen, okay. First of all, Lisa G is in the building. Okay, and one thing I really admired is when I did the episode with Ed Lover, which honestly uh, was really like an oral history of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so many people hit me up, Charlemagne, uh, other radio people, uh, oh, wow. G-Spin. You remember, I don't know if you remember, he was a program director on Power a while ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of radio people listened to that episode. I mean, he spoke, even when you think about his departure from Power 105 and how that happened, yeah. he spoke in such, such, such you know, purity. And I remember you 
like put it out. You didn't know me, but you like wrote like, hey, if you love, you know, Adelisa and Dre, you know, if you love hip hop, check this out. Right. If you're a hip hop fan, you can't forget where it came from. Even today, Pete, people are still copying the format that we started. Yeah. Two guys and a girl, you know. Um, and so I felt it was time to talk about what it was like when I heard Ed. He told his story, and he was so great with the specifics of what went he down. He remembers everything. Oh, my God. The- I mean, I remember the feeling of it, but he really nailed every little thing. And I also felt it was time to uh, speak with you because I haven't been interviewed in a long time. The past few years have been rough for me. My parents got sick. They ended up passing away within a year of one another. My beloved cousin passed away from cancer right after. I lost my cat. I I just like needed to kind of uh, calm down take a breath, step away, and then all of a sudden, I'm coming out of the clouds, the fog, and then I see you and Ed, and, you know, I reached out. I guess I reached out through Twitter, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just felt it's time to talk about how wonderful an experience that was and what great history for new, not only New York, New York Radio, but the entire country. I mean, you have to understand that we created this morning show before the internet, yeah. Before MP3s, yep. people were copying our morning show on cassette and mailing it around the country mm. to listen to our show. Mm. And if I went to Harvard Business School, there is no way I would have come up with the plan. Our program director, Steve Smith, um, was fantastic. Is he I, still around, Steve Smith? I, yeah, I'm not sure who he's working for, but I think he's based out of Arizona. So I was at Hot 97, just to give you a background, I guess 1990 when it was dance music. Howard and Stephanie were in the morning, and I was doing news, and it was made very clear to me that, Lisa, you are the news person and nothing else. So don't even think about it. But was that always your name, Lisa G? Was that always your name? Who who named you Lisa G? I did. So it's like short for your... My real last name's Glassberg with one S, and... At the time when I started to do hip-hop, uh, I just felt that it it didn't sound right. My whole life, uh, people misspelled it. I had to go G-L-A-S, <laughs> B-E-R-G. No, it's not a B. It's a G. It just was something that felt right. And so I've been Lisa G since 1990. Mm. And I've had to get a trademark, too. So take us to t- take us back to the steps. Right? I want people who, who know of you, I want them to learn a little bit more. And for people who don't know you at all, to learn your you'll learn your story, learn your journey, because you're you're straight up not only a, a radio veteran, but you broke down a lot of barriers. You open up a lot of doors. Like be off air, I was telling you about podcasting and some of the stuff we did, and and influence other podcasts. And that's not something that uh, uh, you know you expect to do when you're doing it. You're just doing it. You know, the first time you you were when you were working at Hot ninety seven, was it directly there to be with Ed, Lisa, and Dre, or you were doing just the news? Right. So, like I said, uh, it was made very clear I was just doing the news. I went okay, and then um, after work, I cut some TV tapes and I got TV work. So by the time Ed and Dre got to Hot ninety seven, I was already doing TV work on camera reporting. So uh, we flipped formats. We had a new program director, Steve Smith, who came in one day and said, I think you're funny. 
uh, I'm bringing in these guys, Ed and Dre, teach them a little something about radio. Um, and so here's someone who appreciated my, my sense sure, of humor, sure. right? And so I felt I got promoted. And like I said, there was no plan. And that's the beauty of it. You know, today... In radio, everything is like by the minute. You, sure, you know, sure, we sure. talk th- three, 30 yeah, seconds. Take a you break. have to yeah. hit the, yeah. the yeah. post on the music. And we were just going for it. You, you couldn't have written a business plan for this. We got along. And that's why it clicked. I so respected who they were. First time you met Ed Weber, what was your thought? What did he well, say? Well, I you? had known them from Yo MTV yep. Raps. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Three o'clock every day. So they walked in. I was like, oh, my God, I so appreciated their success. And uh, we had so many differences and so many similarities, and that made great radio. And I so adored them. I mean, uh, when people say to me, you know, what were the great loves of your life? I'll say a couple of guys, but I also say the Hot 97 Morning Show. It was a true love of mine. And I would think, they would say the same thing. Yeah. You know, did you ever feel like coming with, with, with Ed and, and Dre coming in to do the morning show? Did you, feel, did you feel like even though that you knew radio and Ed obviously spoke about this, like she was the radio girl. Yeah, like she knew radio. So it was like you were almost like the, 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 the bridge for them to get started, get rolling. Right. They, I was the rudder of the ship. Yeah. Did, right? you ever, did you ever feel like, you know, that you were at a place in, in because they were hip-hop or they were so hip-hop or the way things that were going on. Do you feel like you were in different perspective than them? Because then you meshed well right, later on. Right, good question. Yeah. And um, I had to think about why we got along so well. And part of it is my history uh, for my love of music. I started playing violin when I, when I was eight years old, right? And so my teachers taught me about the appreciation of all kinds of music, not just classical music. And so I was no different than who I am in real life when I worked with them. I didn't sit there thinking I knew everything about hip-hop. I think another reason why I worked was, oh, teach me about this. Like, oh, who are they? Oh, I love them. And so I think that was part of the magic because I wasn't pretending to be anything other than who I was. And so I walked into the hip-hop format with my heart wide open and with an appreciation of it, of the beats they used, of the lyrics that they had, listening to it uh, from another perspective, uh, like a composer and uh, sampling. And so um, I so appreciated what was happening then? And also, I grew up in New York City, and no one had been speaking to the young people, the urban young people of the city. And all of a sudden, we were. It was a, f- a phenomenon. Was that the first name of the of, of the show? So morning show became Ed, Lisa, and Dre, right? No, I don't think so. Well, I, I I had a fight for creative equality. So it was just Ed Lover and Dre morning show. And yeah, Dre, I th- right? yeah, I think but there were times where people were referred to as at least right, Dre, especially in the roll call. Just can't miss. Just can't miss. What we just can't miss. With a beat like this. It's the joint. Come on, what's up, y'all? And what you got to say? And who's on the phone with it? 
more successful i remember <laughs> taking some meetings going look creatively we are doing the same thing i'd like to have my name mentioned my name should be mentioned i mean now we're in the me too movement so uh you know uh but back then uh i was like oh good for me <laughs> i was yeah, yeah. i it was sticking just, up for yourself meaning it was just in my gut saying i'm doing the same work that they're doing and, um, you know, it's the subway uh, posters. It was Ed and Dre. And then some of them were of the whole morning team. So some things were Ed and Dre. And then many things were Ed, Lisa, and Dre. Yeah. We started off in the news, in, you know, doing news for Hot 97. At, at Hot 97. Uh, was it? Yeah, it was Hot. Yeah, I guess it was Hot, yeah, Hot 97, 97. But it was dance Hot 97, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember they had freestyle on Hot 97 back in the day. They used to have Coro and TKA. Yeah, like, and, and uh, I know Ed named some of the DJs that worked there. Yeah, yeah. But my thing is this, is is they told you you were only going to stay as a news anchor, okay? And you're going to report on news. You then move over to the morning show. With Ed. Well, I was doing a news on the morning show. Uh, on the morning with show. With Howard and Stephanie. Okay. But then you move over with Ed and Dre. Yeah. Did they change, like, you know, I know radio works different, but did you get morning show, like, did you get the the money that morning show was getting? And then when the success came from Ed, Lisa, and Dre, did they, you ever get a chance as a woman, like, meaning to, you know, make, I don't, I don't know about equal pay, but make more money than... Well, the- yes, I uh, got a raise when they came on, and then I had a contract, and you have built in... Bonuses for ratings. Sure. Yeah. So I try to take care of myself as best I could financially. Um, Today, I might go about it differently. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I'd probably want more money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I ask this a lot. Whenever I have any, you know, any females who have been trailblazers in in, in what they've done and been around as seasoned veterans, as I like to call them. You know, it's hard. How it's hard to, when you work in a male-dominated industry, um, and you were in the mix of that. I mean, we could go and not only Hot ninety seven, Howard Stern. I mean, and you speak about Me Too movement, and you know, and respectfully, I mean, you know, it was great radio. But I remember even with the Howard Stern, like you know, you, you know, getting called different names or getting called a, uh, you know, I remember getting called the cunt, which is crazy. And you know, I haven't heard that word since. Uh, uh, <laughs> 25 I'm years sure ago. things are different now. No, but what I mean is like, you know, what? how, how hard is it? I mean, only you would know how hard is it to work in a predominantly male-dominated industry? That's a great question. I felt there was a big part of me where I had to become neutral, even with my femininity, which took me years to get back because I had to have this Teflon shield around me. And I don't think that's sexy at mm. all. And I think I had to work very hard. It's just like blocking out the gamma rays, you know, the bullying mm. and the bad words. And that can take a toll on you. You don't realize it's happening. 
Now, are you just doing it because you were making money and it was your job, or you really enjoyed doing it? Uh, radio has always been my first love. I started when I was 17, interning at a local radio station. So Where was that? That's all I know how to do. Real life for me has been difficult. I had to learn how to juggle life. All I knew was radio. Mm. I, I had to learn how to... I remember when I adopted my cat, that was a big deal. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill it. I only know how to do radio. Mm. I only know how to get up early. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's <laughs> the truth. I mean, it's not I, much to take care of a cat. Well, for you, but I didn't have the tools. Hey, listen, I, if you could do radio, if you could work with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, if you could work all I knew with how Howard to do. fucking Stern. That's all I knew how to do. You I'm could very raise good the at best that. cat. I'm still working at being better at real life. I started to play the violin again. I adopted a cat. Now I'm taking French lessons. Still in um, radio? I'm still in radio. Where are you over at? iHeart? I'm at iHeart iHeart Radio. They have a news division. Okay. But just getting back to Ed for a second. Yeah. When I listened to him, I kept thinking, what the hell is he doing in Chicago? He needs to be in New York. Ed Lover is New York. Oh, yeah. Like, what's going on with the radio market? They don't have a space for him here in New York? Come on. Hey, he's he's he, so New York. You know, you, it, it's when you think about how long Breakfast Club is on um, Power 105, and that's a long time. And you guys were on radio for a long time, morning show. Morning show that is seven, eight, nine years. You don't see that very often. A lot of morning shows come and go. You yeah, know? I have the date here. We started November 29th, 1993. Wow. Also that my producer, Wayne Mayo, told me that we tied twice with Howard Stern, um, once in 18 to 34 category, and then we beat him 12 to 24, which was our tar- target audience. In two consecutive monthly trends, he thought either like 95 or 96. Because in those days, you know, Howard had like a 10 share, which, you know, if not more, yeah. which is amazing. Now, you know, we'll bounce around, but you, you go from being 17 years old, interning at a radio station, to finally making your way onto radio, doing news on Hot 97 morning show, you know, then getting on the morning show with Ed Lever and Dr. Dre, not even knowing probably that history was being created. But we knew we had something special. I don't how, think How did you know that? I like, don't think we slept for 5 years, honestly. Okay. You could feel it. Yeah. You could just feel it. It's indescribable. You could feel the energy, not unlike when Howard Stern went over to Sirius XM. I felt the same kind of magic like, "Ooh, this is special." Um, people were ringing our doorbell just to hang out with us. I remember Jamie Foxx before he he, who he is today. Yeah, sure. The doorbell rang once I answered it. It was Jamie Foxx. Hi, I just got in on the red eye. Can I hang out with you? He hung out the whole show. You mean at Will Hot 97? Smith just, at Hot 97, Will Smith would just hang out the, the whole time. He had just did Independence Man. Independence yeah. Day. I Independence Day, yeah. <laughs> Independence Man. Independence Day hung out the whole show. People would just hang out with us. What is your fondness? You know, you guys you know, were on the air for uh, quite some time. Um, what is the whole tenure? What was that about? Uh, 1993, you said it started. When did it end? 93 to just like 99, I yeah. think. So you make about six years. 
what was some of your favorite moments? Like guess who came up there or anything like what, what, what was some of those moments that you remember still to this day? Yeah, well, um Biggie of course. How what, I yelled what did he at say him. When I he yelled at him. Yeah, well, you did? What did you say to him? Oh my god. You told him only 30 minutes. No, he started to roll a joint in the studio and I went, <laughs> "What are you doing? We're going to lose our license." Those are my last words to him. And 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 oh what what happened? He, oh, you mean oh you mean last words? Okay. Yeah. I thought you said like maybe they did something to you. No, no. Um, no. rest in peace to yeah. uh, the notorious B.I.G. Brooklyn. I mean, that was his death. Um, a very special day, and we really rose to the occasion on Hot ninety seven because we went live. I remember I got the call. I think it was a Sunday morning, and um, I guess Ed had called our program director, and I went down to the radio station. Ed was out of town. I don't remember if we put him on the air, but we just opened up the phones and we just let people talk. Yeah. And that's really the beauty of radio. That you know, you can really touch people. Sure. Real time. And that's the that's what's kept me in the medium for so long because it's so intimate. Like I feel more com- comfortable here than I do on the streets of New York in front of a microphone. I remember Someone once asked me a very important personal question, and I said to him, do you have an on-air light? And I could give you an answer because in radio, you can't have dead air, right? And so real life, you can, right? Mm -hmm. You can say to someone, I'll get back to you, have a long pause. But I was so used to having to think on my feet for every little thing, Um. But that's what I love about radio. It's Did, so intimate. I agree. And and podcast is another medium that has expanded on that. You know, a lot of radio has become podcast. You think about it, even like Breakfast Club, some of the interviews become podcasts. Oh, my you know? God. I I hear they have like a million downloads. Oh, they, yeah. They, they do very well. And, and they're a long time. Almost, I think they're like nine years or whatever. Oh, it is that long. You know? Yeah, good for them. There's so much out there. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and it's both spaces too, meaning social, meaning on radio, people listening. And then they're also syndicated. I mean, <clears throat> it's it, it'll go down in history too as uh, something very powerful. Right up there what you guys have done to open up doors, you know, to be that. Ed, you know, Ed speaks about it, even with Power 105. He was explaining how they were, like, jamming something, and they gave them the credibility that, you know, he gave them the credibility that they, they wanted. Now, did you go over with them to Power yeah. 105? Yeah, I was at WOR, and they reunited us. Um, it wasn't the same magic. Um, so Why do you think for, so? Why do you think it wasn't? Because times had changed, the music had changed, uh, Hip hop had changed, you know, when there was so much money becoming involved sure. in the format, things had changed. And part of the industry had gotten angrier and more cutthroat and um, not as much fun. You know, you spoke about Biggie uh, lighting a joint in Hot 97 back in the day. And you told him, What are you doing? Did he spark the joint? No, no. But uh, he, he just wait- looked at me, you know, he put it away, but. Uh, just thinking back to that story, of course, you know, I feel uh, badly about it. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe those were my last words to him. That's the last time I saw him. I'm sure he lit that joint up, you know. Not, enjoy, not enjoy. while I was there. No, not, not there, meaning like I'm sure he enjoyed himself. It, 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 yeah. it went right I mean, over he his head. he was a pussycat, you know, 
the way he was with us on air. But we had every group. I remember when Ed and Dre were out, they were so busy in doing movies and TV commercials. Salt and Pepper would fill in. That was a riot. So it was Salt and Pepper and me. We it was hysterical. I still have tapes. As a matter of fact, the Smithsonian came to my house recently and took a lot of my memorabilia, and it's going to be in the African American Museum. Really? I, I, how did they yeah. know? They, how did they know you had this stuff just by hearing it over the um, years? I think I had reached out to see if they were interested, and they sent a representative. She was delightful. She came twice. You know, it's it's a long process to get accepted, and um, she took a suitcase filled with stuff. Mm. My whole Hot 97 album, T-shirts, They better give you jackets, some money for that. You know, I'm donating it. Um, but then you realize, like, wow, we really made a difference. Yeah. You know, you went from, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you went from loving radio to being on a morning show news to being on a morning show with Ed and, and, and Dre. Going on, and I don't know the timing, but I remember there was a point, I remember reading something about that. Then all of a sudden, like after all these years, and you at one point in time you were unemployed, right? You know, did you have, sometimes when people get unemployed, they just, you know, get back on the horse and keep on going. Radio business is, uh, you know, obviously you know this one here, you know this one here. Did you want to leave it? I mean, obviously you came back. Did you probably like, sometimes did you have something in your mind where like, you know what? Fuck this radio shit. Well, um, I feel I have many skills besides radio, writing, producing, creating ideas, right? And so I didn't just interview with radio people. You know, the market has gotten so much smaller, so there aren't as many jobs. Um, Also, uh, I'm older now, and there aren't many women of a certain age hosting or co-hosting their own shows. You know, right? I, I, so I had that working against me. I remember you. Uh, it's, it's funny. I remember you saying, "As an older woman in this business, the odds seem to stack against you." It's funny because I remember when I was reading up on you, like I was like, "Yo, those are your exact words." Like the odds seem to stack against you when you're older women in this business. You know, um, I mean, you have. Rush Limbaugh, you have Sean Hannity, you have Howard Stern, you have Robin Quivers. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Joyner. We're naming mostly men of a certain age, right? And so why can't there be a morning and or afternoon show that's co-hosted by two women? Mm. Like, what's going on? It's 2019. And so I get sad about that. Someone once said to me, so are you sad about the state of radio? I went, I've always looked at it as a business. It's similar to climate change where you look up and you go, oh, there are no more icebergs? Like, well, where have you been? It's a business. I remember I worked with someone and she goes, I don't want to work here anymore. The computer's picking our music. I went, okay, bye-bye. Mm. You know, I, I kind of got it all along that it was a business that you had to sell advertising to make money. Sure, to, stay, to, to, to keep your job and to, stay, and to keep yeah. the ratings going. You know, you, you seem like a pretty straight shooter. Um, Everybody has different opinions, but a lot of people say that, you know, a lot of the entertainment business is just, is, is shysty, you know, um, is, 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 you know, is cutthroat, right? Is, you know, I'm sure you met a lot of good people, but honestly, what is your opinion 
on the radio, on the radio business of it, the radio, you know, how things operate like that, you know? Well, I think I always understood that you had to sell advertising and advertisers weren't the enemy. Sure. And so I always appreciated the salespeople uh, because without them, you don't have a job. I mean, it works both ways. Someone has to pay your money and they have to create revenue. Um, I think many of these companies, they over leveraged and now we're feeling the effects of it, you know, with bankruptcies and smaller uh, staffs and one person doing the job of three people, not as many people. Um, I feel fortunate that I'm working now. What was unfortunate was uh, during my interview process that many people didn't understand radio or the skills that it takes to be on the radio. There's a lot of skill that takes to be in the radio. I think people just think, oh, they get on and yeah, they sure. talk. I think you could just do the same thing with podcasting. Right. You, you watch yeah. Howard Stern. He's an orchestra conductor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so that was um, heartbreaking for me. I, so I didn't know if I would continue in radio, but I was open to whatever it was going to be. And a woman hired me. Mm. So I was... Um, I was lucky. I started out doing, she said to me, we have maybe six shifts a year. And I said, I'll take it. Like I was on the uh, line for locks and Zabars on a <laughs> Sunday. Number six, that's me. Um, and so they heard me. The program director at WOR heard me and um, Tom Cuddy. And he said, you need to give her more work. Mm-hmm. And we got more work. Yeah, I quickly moved up. Hot 97, first time you ever came across Angie Martinez. What was your thoughts? Did you think that she was a star? Oh, my, yeah, Did you fantastic. Think, yeah. 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 Off the bat. Just because she's so natural. So many radio people have to sound so perfect, and she didn't. And I thought that was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see her today in the hallway. I, it's every day I see her. I, I get excited because I just think she's terrific. Mm. Did you have any moments that you shared with her? Did she ever come down and come on the morning show at that time? A couple of times, I'm sure. I, I know, know that we Wendy just... filled in a couple of times. Yeah. Wendy Williams. And I always felt she was very prepared. She yeah. came in with a notebook and her notes. Okay. I'm she like, came... oh, okay, she's prepared. Nice. She came with a number and two she pencil. she always was with what? I said number two pencil. <laughs> I don't know, but. She was prepared, and I I think that's the way to be. You've got to come in with your notes and be ready to go. And she was hyper-focused on being successful. Um, management, certain people in management didn't want her to be bigger than the call letters. So they would say that? or That message was very loud and clear with her. Yeah. And I always felt, oh, no, she's going to be bigger than the call letters. Mm. And look at her now. She's mm. doing great. It's amazing. You know, um, let's take it, let's jump around to- Do you want to show some of the pictures before we jump around? Well, yeah, we'll get back to, well, listen, we got got, got some amazing pictures here. It's funny because I remember you saying, my God, look at this. My God. Hold on. Can you see it? Camera on here. So that's P. Diddy. Yeah. I can't see from here. (laughs) Oh, my God, there's Peppa. Yeah. Peppa, Diddy, and Lisa G. Classic, classic pick. 
Oh my God! That's uh, that's the Al Barry Boogie Down Bash and Barbecue. I think we were in Jamaica. Internet, if you listen to this uh, on the audio side, when you get a chance, take a look on the video so you can see some of these pitches. Classic throwback pitches. First one, obviously, a Peppa Diddy, Lisa G. And you got Dre. Look at this. Look at Ed, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at you. With the- so Al was our producer. Look at wearing overalls. Oh, my and God. And then this one, we this was our staff photo from the morning show we took on the Brooklyn Promenade. That was like a promo. Uh, did yeah, they have I that on the subway train? Yeah, I would have brought in. That, those were our, made into our subway posters. And I remember someone graffitied me on the poster I was on. I was like, whoa, I've made it. <laughs> I got all excited. Hot 97, where hip-hop lives. I wonder who came up with that slogan. Do you remember? Probably our promotions department. I'm not really sure. Actually, Rocco Macri? I think. Actually, oh, let's show the other one. This was uh, with the three of us there. Yeah, that's a good one. Classic. I mean, Ed and Dre had these almost naked billboards, which were scandalous at the time. Do you remember them? They were naked except for frying pans. Yes, yes. I mean, today's, you know, Today that would have been, yeah, yeah. It'd be nothing, but back then, whoa. That was a big deal. Yes. Now, how was it? Now, how was it? Even like with your family, like did they, does your did your family know what you did? Like, okay, you're on radio, but did they know like about like you know the the Ed Love of Dr. Dre like this oh, morning they show? It. My mom yeah. came up when we had Mother's Day. Really? Yeah. It and, was so much fun. And 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 at that time, they too, were so proud of my career. Yeah. 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 And were you able to, you know, obviously you were able to make it your livelihood. You were able to make money from it. You were able to make more money from it. Remember the girl who was just supposed to stay in this newsroom, stay right here, don't do anything, was able to go on the morning show, was able to move on to power with them, was able to work on Howard Stern, did (coughs) TV and still doing radio. It was nonstop heat. We didn't have lives. It was, we were on, this is when, you know, Ricky Lake, Montel Williams, all these shows were huge. And I remember it was Geraldo Rivera. Every day I was on another show. Um, they were doing projects. It was nonstop, but I knew that I had to grab what was happening now because you don't know how long it's going to last. You know, when did, were you there when Miss Info came on or that was later on? Mm-mm. Did you ever meet Miss Info? No. She's a sweetheart. She's a good person. She's a really, she, you know, she obviously did a lot of news stuff and, uh, you know, on Hot 97. You're familiar with her, obviously, right? A little. Yeah. Well, she, uh, she brought, you know, a lot of the news aspect of of what's going on and 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 reporting and 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 I like I like what she brought later on on, on to Hot ninety seven. Yeah, I um, I had to let go because I was moving on in my own career, and so um, I didn't listen listen as much, if any. You know, I just. Uh, I was in a different format and doing different things, and so I would read here and there about what was happening, but um, it wasn't my primary focus. Mm. Yeah, mm. you know what? Let's take a quick break. We're sitting here with the uh, the veteran, the seasoned veteran. Okay, she's a she's a woman of many, 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 many. She's a Renaissance woman. Oh, thank you. Okay, but uh, New York City and a lot of other uh, hip hop uh, um, history. We'll remember Ed Lisa Dre uh, moving over Power 105. We're about to get into Howard Stern. She actually thought that we would only have a little bit to talk about, but we still got more. There's Internet's. more? We'll be right back. Don't go okay. nowhere. 
What's up, y'all? This is Ed Lover, the living legend, baby. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. You rocking with my man, Premium Pete. Y'all already know what it is. Internet, and we're back sitting here with the beautiful and the seasoned legendary veteran, radio veteran, and, and more, uh, cat lover, <laughs> uh, many things. Lisa G. Lisa Thank G. is in the building. The, listen, the roll call was one of my favorite things. Who yes. made up the roll call? Okay, so I did some research on that. I said, were we the first ones to do it? So the Baker Boys on the West Coast in L.A., they started it, but we made it what it is today, you know, the history of it. It was – It's. it feels a little corny now, <laughs> like phoning in and, you know – freestyling but it was so much fun it was groundbreaking back then you remember we used to say what's up y'all Yo, what do you what gotta, you gotta say? say who's on the phone with ed lisa and dre yeah and then like, yo what's up I it were people oh my god the phones would start ringing before the show started to <laughs> get on that you remember like some crazy phone calls like you know like do you, anything stuck out stuck out to you that you still remember they were all just I, you could just hear the joy with people you know, trying to get on the show. Yeah. You know, you love radio. You've been around it for a long time. How many years, we could say? A long time. 25? Yeah, okay, fine. Let's say 30. <laughs> long. I started when I was 17, okay. so a long time. Okay, what's the God, man? 40 years plus, maybe. Well, whatever. Okay. Long 40. enough. I'm not going anymore because then <laughs> I'm not telling the internet's your age. Um, you love, you still love radio. Um, I call it audio now. Why? Because there's so much. It's just not a radio station. It's podcasting, and it's radio stations, and it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You know, were you able to, throughout your career, radio, you know, like I said before, it was your livelihood. Were you able to buy something or do something, whether it be for yourself or for your parents, that was unimaginable because radio is almost like playing sports in my opinion it's like fun and people like you ever hear like an athlete a a basketball player say like yo i'm getting paid to do what i love yeah i felt very fortunate you know it's like not everybody gets to come in and talk and get paid for it it keeps you healthy yeah it really what do you mean by that i think it's kept me healthy all these years because i loved waking up every day and going into work and um, I think that's what keeps you healthy. People, you hear it about it all the time, people who retire and then they die the next week. Sure. Right? And so I feel like I was very fortunate that I found something that I loved at such a young age. You, you look at some of these recording artists or kids on Broadway, they know what they want to do. I always knew what I wanted to do when I was – little you couldn't you didn't have an app where you could just go okay i want to listen to detroit radio and hit the sure. iheart radio app i remember i would hang my radio out the window trying to get like a miami radio station at the middle of the night uh because that's when it would, the signals were clearer i mean whatever i could do to try and listen to other radio stations i did or when we would travel uh, the deal was with my dad. We would have all news radio on the way up, and then I got my music radio stations on the trip down. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's so different now. Do you so much? Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's like how how can you be? How can many people be successful? There's too much. 
It's a lot going on, but I think in this day and age, one person doesn't have one hustle anymore. You'll see example, somebody like Charlemagne, who uh, is on the radio, happens to be very good at that as well, um, also is an author, also has his own podcast, all three successful things. Also does TV. That's four. Right, but he's a strong personality. So I, he but there's a it. lot of people like that. Let's go. Let's, let's let's even give. Let's let's go across the board then on Breakfast Club, and, and we'll give them the highlight because they are like facts of facts, and let's give them their flowers. Envy, okay, on the radio, DJs clubs, does real estate. You know, has a lot of things. Angela has a, a juice bar, has another juice drink. You know, on the radio. You know, does a podcast. You know what I mean? So the point I'm trying to make is is the day the day of just do you know, is a lot of hustles and Oh and my god, we when I was on Hot ninety seven, we did it in our own way with side projects or I did some commercials or you know, we did what we needed to do back sure, then. Sure. All that wasn't available. But I tell people today it's an Instagram world, and you are living in it. And if you want to have a successful radio show, you need to recognize that. You need to recognize that the Kardashians have a 100 gazillion followers. Mm. Because if you don't, you are going to lose. You will not be successful. And so the Power 105 Morning Show and also Elvis Duran, who I adore, they're doing it right. Elvis Duran has uh, uh, been doing it for so many years. You know, actually speaking of Elvis Duran, I – heard some amazing, wild, crazy things about his wedding mm-hmm. that you were attended. No, I didn't go. No, you didn't? No. I heard some crazy things about uh, uh, his wedding in New Mexico. I thought that, you know, it's funny too, because I remember a friend telling me that Charlemagne spoke about it or mentioned you on his podcast about what, I yeah. That I went? No, that, not that. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like went. I went because I know everyone who was there and it looked amazing. Or something like it was the best endings Ever, according to show, like Elvis Duran wedding? No, I no? didn't go, but uh, I mean, I heard some fun stories about it. But I'll tell you about his success. He's genuine, right? He's honest about his life. He treats his staff with respect, and they have fun, and he treats his listeners with respect, and everyone feels like fun, like they're family. And he's so good at what he does. And one thing about radio is if it sounds easy, it's hard. Mm. You know they're working so hard. Mm. When's the first time you met Elvis Duran? Uh, when I Did I meet him before I worked at iHeart? I think when I had, uh, at iHeart, we met for a cup of coffee. I wanted to sit down and say hello and talk to him. Yeah. Mm. Has he been like a, a mentor to you or inspiration? Uh, well, you know, uh, my hours are such now when I get there, the morning shows are, are gone. So maybe I'll run into him in the hallway or something, but not as often as I would like. Yeah, but I see uh, members of his show who might stay a little bit later, but they're good people. They work really hard. Like, like I said, it's an Instagram world and you have to be hip to all that. You know, you uh, were at Hot 97 and wound up being on a morning show that was hip-hop, you know? That was uh, history. Did you try and think, like, you know, maybe afterwards, did you want to get into any other hip-hop type of stuff, or you just left it at that? Uh, so when I left, I did my own marketing for about a year and a half, where I helped promote um, 
artists and people who were just starting out in their career who needed some uh, advertising and PR help, and I did that. And then um, I remember I had finished up with all my clients, and I was thinking, oh, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to continue this? And then I got a call from SiriusXM that Howard Stern was starting a news department. Are you interested? And I said, let me come in for a day. And then I never left. <laughs> I stayed 10 years. That's and crazy. Because I'd always worked against Howard Stern. Yeah. So to me, it was like joining the Yankees. What was the I was fir- always trying to beat him. What was the first thing he said when he met you? Oh, gee. I don't, rem- I don't remember what he said, but at that time, he, he said, wasn't- Get over here. No, he, he was nice. You know, look, he didn't know me from the hole in the wall, and I'll, I'll tell you what was interesting about it was that legally he couldn't talk on Sirius XM until January 20, 2006. And so I started in November 2005, and my job was to follow him during all his pre-interviews to promote Sirius XM and then report back on what he said. So that's how I got to know him. Mm. So I was his voice for a while because he legally didn't have one on the radio. You know, as wild as he is, and as mentioned, a lot of people who, the funny thing is I always use this line where the people who hated him would still listen in just to hear what he would say next. And, I mean, the phenomenon, he was, uh, you know, they call him the king of radio, call him so many things. But one thing that is crazy is out of all these Me Too movements, you don't see anybody stepping up forward and talking about anything about Howard. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's called people... Crazy things, and I'm sure if that was maybe that was just an act on radio uh, and TV when they were on E Network and all that or whatever, because there was some crazy moments. I even go back to think of like moments he was talking with you when you would come in the uh, room uh, once in a while, you know, and 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 be interviewed or Artie, you know, um, you know, and and salutes to Artie and his recovery and everything. But meaning there were very crazy moments you know what i mean like like think about what are you in here they would call you a bitch they would call you this they would call you that uh you need to have sex you need to have this i'm I'm sure it would be different now yeah but um i just think i thought of myself like a like a palm tree with you know deep roots and just have to kind of sway in the wind like no one (laughs) could take away how I felt about myself, sure, my sure. values, my morals, right? And so I just stood my ground. So whatever my reply was came um, organically because that's who I was. And that's how you become a successful radio person is being true to who you are. And everyone on that show, and Howard's a master of it, of making you into more of a caricature because just saying about someone, well... She works hard. She goes home and cooks dinner. No, but if all of a sudden you're 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 made out to be, uh, you don't date. You go home. You play the violin. You're alone with your cat. That's funny, right? And so everyone on that show, they're very talented, and you wouldn't be there if you weren't. You've got to bring your A game, sure, A plus sure. game every day. And he was and still is very good at making everyone into um, a highlighted version of themselves. What about um, um, success-wise in climate? You spent that 10 years. Um, with it. 
was that was that good to you meaning financially as well like were they very giving of their success because there was a lot of success over there was it just only one person or you felt there was spread, spread no out? um i think we were all paid pretty much equally in the newsroom i'm not really sure uh but we were i was an employee of sirius xm and so i wasn't paid by howard stern okay so i can't speak for how much money everyone you know the uh howard robin and fred and gary made uh, but I was paid by SiriusXM. I was brought in by SiriusXM to work on the Howard Stern show. Yeah, but uh, and, and you spoke about Biggie rolling a joint on Hot ninety seven, telling him to put it away. What's a memorable moment you have from the Howard Stern show? Oh, that's a good question. I so loved the Tiger Woods beauty pageant where all his ex mistresses came on. That was hilarious. Uh, I mean, this was before he started to uh, interview celebrities. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was like the wild, wild west when I started there in 2005. Yeah. And then he shifted into who he is today with more A-list celebrities. But I also found it interesting that some of the celebrities didn't need to come in with a posse of 10 to 20 people. Um, Howie Mandel would just walk in with a cup of coffee, John Stewart, like Bradley Cooper. You would never have recognized him. He looked like he was going hiking in New Paltz, sure, you know, sure. with a baseball <laughs> cap and hiking shoes. And it's like good for them, right? You don't need all that stuff. Just come in. It's a radio show. What was the biggest difference from Hot 97 to the Howard Stern show for you? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I felt that I was prepared. Uh, to work on Howard Show. And so whatever I had done in the past, um, I, I came in with a lot of experience, knowing um, how to work in radio, knowing about um, how to get ratings, um, you know, the sweep of the clock, uh, you know, whatever it was to make a great radio show. And I felt Howard appreciated that mm. because – not many people on staff were on-air radio personalities prior to the show. They had worked for Howard, I guess, at K-Rock. Um, and so maybe I came into it from a different perspective. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you think about Hot 97, you think about morning shows particularly. They don't last long. So there comes a point in time where you can go let go. When everything went, you know, with Ed, Ed and, you know, Dre, did, did were you shocked by that? You know what I mean? Like having to move on or, or go somewhere else? Yeah, or? I didn't agree with their decision. Mm. I wanted to grow old with Ed and Dre. I felt that we could work at Hot 97, get older, move over to Kiss FM, right? And, um, and I just felt that it's like, what do you mean? Like, we're not done yet. And so to me, it felt a little bit like, oh, we knew, need a new flavor of the month. It's like, why? We're, we're doing great. I mean, grow with us. So I, I was very disappointed with that decision. I still am today. Who knows what could have happened? Mm. You know, it would have been nice to have grown old with them. And then you, and, and then you moved on to Power 105. And when did you leave there? I left there in 2003. And why and did you leave? Was that when they let Ed go? Or that was b no, beforehand? No, Ed stayed. Ed stayed there longer. Why did you leave? 
was not the right fit for me then. Did you know that all along or just? I kind of knew right away. Not against Ed and Dre, but sometimes, you know, with management, what they want. You know, I'm not one to do morning radio when they go, so what's your favorite candy and where's your favorite place to eat it? Give us a call. Give (laughs) a call or we'll put you on the air. That's so not me. I felt like we started to do stuff like that. So where is your favorite restaurant? What'd you have to eat? Give us a call. I felt like we ended up doing things like that. Yeah, that may, that sounds too dry. Just, uh, you're not going to win. Hello, it's Lisa. No, just like, uh, you know, trying to get your audience engaged, that's not the way to do it. When you were coming up, did you have to do like that air, uh, what do they call that, an air, like like to hear your voice on radio? What was that called when you do like an interview? It was called the air. Um, An air check? Air check, yeah. Did you have to do one? Did you like For- your voice? Um. No, I had a very thick Long Island accent, and I remember in college I would use my language lab and use their microphones to air check myself and try and change my accent. But but when you did back then, they really wanted probably you know now you could have so many ways yeah. to show people. But yeah, now it's like just be who you are. Yeah. No. What was yeah. your air check like back then? Oh, my God. I still have it. I was 17. When I play it for people, they laugh. They go. Uh, I say uh, it was a voting PSA, and I go, their table set up. Look for them. <laughs> Look for them. <laughs> who, who would you say is some of your favorite program directors in radio that uh, you worked with or know of? Is there people that you know you really admire? Because I feel like sometimes a lot of program directors, they'll get the acknowledgement when shit goes downhill, but they won't get the acknowledgement always when they're doing great. You know? Yeah. Well, um, Steve Smith was great, and I've worked for some really great women too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy Ellis was the pro- um, program. She was the general manager, and I remember at, where? at Hot ninety seven. Yep. Uh, I got hit by a speeding bicycle in uh, Central Park, and I was really, like, thrown. I was, like, like the birds are flying around my head. I was kind of out of it. Shit. And they go, give us the name of your, uh, your your family here in New York. And I gave them Judy Ellis's name instead of my mother's wow. or father's. And the, the cops called uh, Judy, and they go, uh, we have your daughter here. Uh, she was hit by a bicycle. And she goes, I don't have a daughter. Well, her name's Lisa Glassberg, Lisa G. And so, you know, that's a, a great scenario of how I thought about the morning radio show as my family because I gave Judy's name, Hot 97, to the cops, mm. <laughs> not my own. Did you have, you know, you seem married to your livelihood for many years. You know, you've been in obviously over, uh, before I said 20, 25, I mean, I'm going 40 plus, you know, years in radio, livelihood, being at your business, being at what pays, you know, your, your right, Well, bills. I've also done TV and got well, paid well on with side projects too and being a reporter. But radio and, has always been there as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I say that uh, because it's, 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 you know, it's something that you wanted to do when you were growing up and then you were able to turn it into a reality, you know, and it, it, it's something I'm sure that helped provide the life for you that you live today. But did it take you away from, you ever have any kids or any marriage? Did it take you away from like your regular social life or 
Yeah, uh, the morning hours were difficult, not for me, but for whoever I was dating or involved with. Um, I was always tired. You're always tired, right? And so you need to find someone who really understands that. And I felt like um, I had to give it 100%. I think it's easier now for women who are in the business. Many on morning shows, morning uh, women on radio morning shows, they have kids, they're married. It's definitely easier for them. It's more acceptable to say, look, I got to go home. I can't stay till noon, sure, sure, 2 sure. o'clock, you know. So, um, yeah, no, I don't have regrets because it is what it is. I'm a different person today than I was then. I don't think I would have been a good parent. I think I'd be an amazing parent today. And so I have two nieces who I adore. God bless. Um, Yeah. And so, um, yeah, no, I don't look back. Um, But you eventually have to stop working. And so that will be interesting for me. And is that coming soon? <laughs> Not that I know of. Um, I really enjoy where I'm working. I, I like iHeart Radio. I think it's a very healthy environment to work in. And um, so, no, I don't have an answer to that. You know, you seem like getting to know you and speaking to you a couple of times, you seem like a very pure person. You don't have no, like... Hatred for anybody, no, no, ah, this guy's this, this guy's that. And, and, and that's very rare, I feel like, because I feel like, again, and I don't want to paint it as, but entertainment business, I'm not going to say radio business, there's a lot of cutthroat stuff. I'm sure people could have blocked things for you or have done things for you that were kind of shady. That happens in this business. Somehow, some way, I'm sure you ran across some stuff or came across some, some situations that just, weren't nice or right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't remember any specifics, but I remember how I had to have blinders on to the noise. Mm. I, I, um, I never looked back. I always looked forward. And when I used to be more of a runner, I used to think that was a great sport for me because you can't regret your last mile and how slow you went. You have to do a better mile up ahead. Mm-hmm. And that was my career. That's how I treated my career. Mm. And so um, I also feel it all comes out in the wash. Mm. It will all come out. Whoever did whatever they did, people find out about it. If they're a bad person, treat people poorly. It's a, it eventually will come out. Karma, man. Karma, karma, yep. karma is something special. You know, as we wind this episode down, you think about, like, we spoke about your career, you know, Hot 97 program directors. You haven't met Ebro, Ebro Darden? No. No. He's over at Hot 97, was a program director for a long time. Now he's yeah, on the morning I know show. Of him, yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, it's interesting because you may have interviewed them. Do they know where they came from? Like, do they know about us? Do they appreciate oh, I'm that? Sure Is that he does, part yeah. of the history? I'm sure he does. I, the only thing is I wish that there was something more out there that would uh, display that for people. I mean, I think we should have a reunion show. I think it'd be amazing. Yeah. You know, I just think, you know, everyone's having reunion shows. Get Ed, Lisa, and Dre together. Even if it's for one Sunday for a couple hours on WBLS, it'd be so much fun. I think it would, 
it would knock the roof off. When's the last time you spoke to Dr. Dre? Not Dr. Dre for people listening yeah. with Snoop Dogg. Ed Lover, Dr. Dre. Um, Dre and I text every now and then. And How's I he saw feeling? Him to, uh, he's doing well. I know he's dealing with diabetes, right? And he had a couple other... Uh, he has some issues, but he's doing well. He's you know he's a sweetheart, and he's got a great look out on life, and he's involved in producing and... You know, he's always busy doing something with his family. Um, Ed, I haven't spoken to. Uh, Wayne Mayo, who is our pro- executive producer, I still speak to him, and Al Barry, who left radio to become a firefighter. Nice. New York City firefighter. My God. Yeah, but he's now, um, he's retired. He was at 9-11, and so he, he's on disability, but he's doing great. Yeah. yeah. Prez. Did uh did did you reach out to Ed after uh, that interview? I um, him? texted him on Instagram, but I don't know if he got it. I didn't okay. hear back from him. Okay. Yeah. No. Like I said something like, "Oh, you'll always be my family." Yeah. Because yeah. it was so great seeing him, and like how we started. You know, I when I think of Ed, I think of New York City. Yeah. Yeah. It's where he belongs. I mean, listen, he went around. Uh, you know, he was in a uh, Atlanta for a while, I believe, uh, on radio. Then it was in Chicago. You know, he moved around, man. Red, you know, it's Ed, not easy. And 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 uh, you know, he uh, he's been around a long time. You know, moving and uh, you know wherever it had to be. So I know. Look, you know, you have a family. You have to. You need a job, and the radio business has gotten smaller and more segmented, and it's tough to find work. But uh, I feel a program director should find him a slot and then put us together for a reunion show. It'd reunion be show, she's calling for it. What about Absolutely. S- Sex, Lies, and Cookies? Yes, that was Is that a book, book you authored? Huh? Is that your book? Yeah, that was my book. There's what the a hell chapter does that mean? Well, each chapter had a cookie re- recipe reflecting the crazy in my life. So for the Hot 97 chapter, I had black and white cookies. Really? And sex lies. And what about the lies? Well, it was just that I wasn't being truthful to myself, mm-hmm. that I was just going, 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 dating the wrong guys, going, going, going. And then um, when I would date someone who was a good guy, I didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. So didn't it's usually the always always the situation, not only just for women, men also. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I guess you, it could you be. Took all, you, you want you know, this good, good woman and you get it and you don't know how to fucking treat her. <laughs> you know? Well, um, yeah, so that's the way it was. Like I said, no regrets. Um, you know, I, right now I want to be happy, stay happy. What do you do? You have your cat? Me. I adopted my cat. Lucky passed away uh, two years ago. But you ago. have a new one, right? I have a new kitten. Okay, yes, and, and you live in New York? I live in New York City. Off radio, Lisa G. I started to take French classes. Okay, okay. French right? while we When my parents got sick... Um, I couldn't pick up my violin. I I couldn't focus in on playing music. And so, I'm like I said, baby steps. So talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. And started taking French lessons. I really leaned heavily on my friends. And it really deepened my friendships because no one teaches you about grief. And... Uh, I didn't know how to deal with it. And so, um, you know, now I realize it comes in waves and you have to put it in your back pocket and live with it, Mm. you know. And so seeing my parents decline um, was was tough for me. You know, as the caretaker, you're so in it, right? 
And so I don't think I experienced the loss until way after they passed away because all of a sudden I had a chance to think about, like, what just happened? Like, what's going yeah. on? And um, That quick. Yeah. And so uh, I'm a changed person. I think I'm calmer. I so appreciate my friendships more. I appreciate my health. I want to stay healthy. And... Um, you know, you do the best you can. You do the best you can. Hopefully you have good genes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's such a big part of it. And um, so it's all good. It's. It, I just feel like it's a new chapter for me. I don't know what it's going to bring, but I'm ready for it. So well, we'll see. I look forward to seeing it unravel. You already lived a, a long journey. Uh, not but, all, you know, j- sorry to cut yeah, you off, but no one can take away that success. And I am so proud of it and so proud of what I've done in New York City Radio. And so that is so nourishing for me that no matter what happens, it's okay. You know, anybody listening to us that wants to get into radio, that is thinking about doing it, is going to school for it, is is doing it now but maybe, you know, is thinking like, uh, you know, this is not what I thought – or genuinely needs advice. You've been in the business over 40 years in the radio business, and you evolved. Okay? You're older now. It's different, but you evolved. You're still doing it in a capacity, in different capacities. Morning show to news to news to morning show news. What's some advice you would give them? Don't pigeon yourself into one thing. Don't just be a DJ. Be a DJ who knows how to produce, who knows how to edit, who knows how to write. You need to do everything. Who knows how to shoot video. You need to do it all. That mm. would be my advice, yeah. Jack of all trades. You have to be, yeah. When it's all said and done, what is uh, what do you want to be remembered by? Lisa G., what do you, what do you want people to remember you as? More than just a cat lover. <laughs> well, I like animals, but... Uh, Oh wow, she she made New York City laugh. That I was a piece of. Someone once said to me that I was a piece of the fabric of New York City, and I went, "I'll take it." Mm, okay, that, that's such a big compliment. You know, I remember when you know it's funny now that I think back. I remember Howard Stern had um, he was talking about some guy that you were going to date. Did you ever hook up with with that atmosphere? That, were you ever able to date guys because of the Howard Stern show? You know, because it was so big. Whenever you would come on, I'm sure they would probably like be hitting you up. Or well, I don't think I would tell them. But I, I think what I, was out was at a that producer time? Producer at XM. I'm not. I don't think I said I worked on the Howard Stern show. Yeah. Yeah, that's overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. I'm sure, sure. You know. Well, you know, somebody puts, and especially this day and age, think about it. You put your Instagram out there. Say that was a different story. Next thing you know, all these guys will be hitting you up. She's single. You know, she needs I a date. Definitely did not tell people right away where I worked. No, didn't. If there was a third date, yeah, maybe, yeah. But yeah. I didn't feel it was important. I didn't want to be defined by the job that sure. I had because then I don't get to know them because they're asking all the questions about where I work. Sure. So, uh, and I wanted to find out about them. And so I remember when I worked there, that wasn't mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lastly, all these years, uh, you know, doing what you love, your dream job. Uh, you're still doing it. 
did is I think I mentioned it before, but we didn't get into it. Did you like go on a dream vacation? Did you buy like a house you wanted, a painting? Did you do something to take a moment to stop and treat yourself to something? And not only because it's a present, but because it's a celebration of how far you came. Oh wow, that's a good question. Uh, I would say smaller things. Because I was, and still am very conservative with my money, mm-hmm. because I know the business. I always say Prada nada. I've been Prada, I've been nada. I've been Prada, I've been nada. And so... Meaning that any day it could just stop? Me- meaning like I know how it goes. You're on top of the world. Yeah. You're Prada, and then you lose your job. And so I was always on my own, and I just wanted to invest wisely, and... uh I did, and I wanted to be okay as I got older. Did you get any stocks, or when you say invest, did you do some something oh, yeah. that people that that you would suggest for someone else to do? Well, definitely be diversified, um, be in the stock market, um, and so yeah, I always thought of it as a business and try to be smart about it w- with my investments and how I spent my money. Um, and so, like I said, it was just me. And so I needed to take care of me. I couldn't rely on a husband and a cushion. God forbid I lost my job. It's like, if I lost my job, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, man, the, 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 the journey has been a long, long one. Okay. It goes by in... Boom. It goes, it, yeah, it, it, it does. It I mean, I look at these pictures. I go, oh, my God. It was 20, how long ago? I don't even, six years ago. Did they ever call you? It's funny. I think, I remember somebody said, I'm not sure, but they're like, Ed Love, and they had that white girl, Lisa G. How many times were you called the white girl? Well, a lot of people didn't think I was white. No, what did they think you were? I remember a lot of people saying, well, what did what'd you hear? What did they hear? They thought I was black. Really? Get the hell out of here. A lot, many really? did. Yeah, many Not did. Not Rachel, those I mean, radio is, no. Radio is whoever you want that person to be. Oh, you mean the voice? Yeah, the voice. Copy, yeah. copy. Meaning like, is, I don't know, uh, I guess if you weren't a true fan of the show, I mean, if you listened every day, you would know I was a, a white girl from Long Island, but um, no, I think uh, I, I think people always thought I was taller and bigger and i took that as a compliment meaning i had a big personality so even to this day i go i know i'm taller on the radio mm. but people yeah. people know more about you on you know when they see you in person man so it's special uh on instagram okay because i want people to reach out to you we got um at lisa g 30d okay now what's 30d mean my bra size really holy shit I it's didn't even from know that. um a bit on the Howard Stern show. Okay. It's still 30D? Still. Okay. Yeah. And so it was like a running gag for a long time. And <laughs> But what did you just tell them that you were a 30D? No, no. No one believed me. And so Howard sent me to a bra specialist with his wife <laughs> to, to make sure. And they measured me. And they go, no. I thought I was a 32C. And they said, no, you're a 30D. I'm like, okay. 
And so <laughs> I know it's hilarious. And I thought it was so funny that that's what I made my Instagram and Twitter handle. Lisa G. 30 And also I'm doing media training now, coaching if anyone needs sure. some help. Um, You're on iHeart? Not, not just for, you know, on my own. Not just for, you know, how to be a radio announcer, but people who have to give speeches, presentations. Sure. I love doing that. I love helping people. Yeah. Sure. Lisa G30D. And 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 I think I asked, but Howard, how you haven't seen in, in a while? Have you seen no, him? No, I haven't seen him since I left. No. Yeah, yeah. I've gone up to Sirius XM to visit some friends, but I haven't seen him. Yeah. Hey, listen, there, there, there'll always be a piece of history that you, you know, you were around. Incidents, if you're listening to this and you never... Heard of Lisa G. Obviously, uh, you learned a lot today of her career of almost 40-plus years in radio and TV and a lot of other things. Um, you know, But I suggest even go back to YouTube, uh, Google some. I wonder if there's like some Ed, Lisa, and Dre morning clips I think the roll there. call is up there. The roll call may I mean, be up there. I mean, there wasn't YouTube yeah. when we were together. Well, well, I'm sure somebody took video, but there, there may be a roll call up there. Check that out. Also, check out the Howard Stern clips. There's some funny shit oh my with God. Artie uh, coming at you. Artie Lang. Yeah. I remember, you know, I seen you took a picture with him recently, and then I remember that clip. You know, he's in, you know, recovery for uh, a lot of times, and, you know, look, uh, recovery is a demon. You know, we think about DMX and how many times he's been in and out of rehab, and we just, you know, we wish people like that the best. I had a brother-in-law, uh, it, you know, you just couldn't help him, and, you know, he would go in and then out of rehab, in and out of rehab, and no matter what you said, he had kids, and couldn't help him you know he eventually passed away mm. um you know it's just didn't want to stop you got you have to want to stop it's rough you well know? you have to have compassion for them yep so you know prayers to Artie. yep uh prayers to dmx yeah you, you met dmx uh, back in the day <laughs> oh He's like, my Hi, God. G. i used to get mad at him because he wasn't feeding his dogs really his dogs were so skinny that i remember saying to him you need to feed your dogs <laughs> what is going on here? Like, uh, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Mind your business. So I guess it hasn't changed. But no. I, you know, I hope from the best. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Prayers to. Uh... All right, listen. Uh, we made through it. You nice know, meeting you. Well, I said to you, Pete, I'll give you a half hour. That's it. Yeah, we went over that. We went. <laughs> we went way over that. Well, listen. Your career is. Uh, you can never put somebody's journey in thirty minutes. Can't even do it. What, what we did now, maybe an hour and a little bit of change. Um, but like I said, sometimes people don't realize how special it's been or inspiring it's been or historical it's been because it's been their own. And sometimes people don't look at it like that. You know, they look at it like I was working. I was doing this. I was told I was only in the news. I went here. But, you know, especially in part of New York, it's a piece of history, piece of hip hop history. And, 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 and just to be in radio again, I, I, I want to make the reference. It's like an athlete. People would love to play baseball for a living or football. It's a fucking game. And not saying radio is a game, but it's you're able to be yourself and get paid for it. And and, and it's it's nice to see the purity that you have and the 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 love that you have and, 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 and the respect you have for it because it means that much to you. You yeah. know what I mean? Also every time someone said no to me, I took it as a yes and I figured it out in another way. Mm, mm. So that would be my advice. That was my inspiration. Every time someone said, nope, you can't do it, I'm like, okay, yes, I will. Well, don't tell that to a guy because then he'll wind up behind bars uh, in the Me Too movement, you know? <laughs> no, uh, that's not what I mean. I no, just I'm, mean. I'm playing around. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm playing around. I know what you mean, you know? Hey, listen, I always say just never give up. 
You know, sometimes people give up and they're all that close. You never know how close you well, are. Well, I'll find another way. I'll yeah. figure it out. There's a way. You can go around the back door, go here. Absolutely. Internets, the one and only Lisa G. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Lisa. What a great episode with Lisa G. Just a radio legend. So many years in the business, in the game. Howard Stern Show. Ed Lover, Lisa. You hear me? I love Lisa. That Malbec is kicking in. That wine, this Corona, this uh, quarantine time. The Ed, Lo- the Ed Lisa Dre Morning Show. Uh, you know, Ed Lover, Dr. Dre on Hot 97. Very legendary. Uh, more importantly, just a real you know person who have learned how to perfect her craft. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, you know, hit me up. And I want to take this time to give you all my email. Because, listen, a lot of people... You know, they tell me, hey, can I, you know, can I advertise on the Premium Pete show? Could you, you know, help me with some producing a show? Could you, you know, I work with a brand. They're looking, listen, let me tell you something. If you're looking to advertise on a Premium Pete show, big brand, small brand, whatever brand, email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, I'm going to give it to you, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. You want me to produce a podcast, you're from a network, you work with a network, you work a freelancer on your own, you want me to help produce, script out, you want me to help get you on ads on podcasts, or want to advertise on my podcast, whatever it is, reach out to me, email me. And uh, yeah, man, you know, like I said, make sure you take this time to, you know, enjoy with your loved ones. If you're quarantined up with them, enjoy the time, man. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are rushing to be on IG live and making new content and, and that's cool. But if you, you know, one of those where you feel like, yo, you know, you're doing what you do, but more importantly, take advantage in a moment because it doesn't come often. So like I said, thanks for checking out the Premium P Show. Make sure you subscribe, rate on all streaming platforms, on YouTube, tell a friend to tell a friend, at Premium P, uh, at Premium P Show on Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up. And of course, email me. You want to get in touch with me, anything you want to hit me up about, okay? The Premium P Show at gmail.com. Peace and blessings and love. See you next episode. Cheer.